What's up and welcome to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. I'm your host, Drew. In this episode, we're going to talk about the nationally ranked Buffalo Bulls basketball team. So if you're ready, let's go. Before we jump into the episode, I want to go ahead and remind everybody, if you like what you're hearing, go ahead, tell your friends, tell your family, spread the word. Let them know you can hear me on any of the major podcasting sites, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course right here on Anchor. And for any news or anything about the podcast, you can go ahead and follow me on Twitter, Sports Talk Buffalo 716 If you're ready, let's go. All right, let's jump right into it. We're going to go ahead and talk about the Bulls of Buffalo, their men's basketball team. Uh, We're going to start with a little bit of history. They joined the Mid-American Conference in 1998. And since 1998, they were able to have a few pretty successful seasons under Reggie Witherspoon, multiple 20-win seasons. Um, But they were never able to get over that hump and get into the NCAA tournament. Now, with that said, I don't think that a lot of people in Western New York uh, were really interested in the men's basketball team um, up until they fired Reggie Witherspoon. And I say that because after Reggie Witherspoon, they went out uh, on a, on a coach, coaching search and got a big-name guy to come into Buffalo to be their head coach. That big-name guy that they ended up hiring was Bobby Hurley. Now, Bobby Hurley was a prolific point guard at Duke in his college days, a very big-name player, very well-known person, and also had a very successful career in the NBA. When Bobby Hurley came here, he did bring uh, Nate Oates on as one of his assistants, and we'll talk a little bit more about Nate Oates in a minute. But when Bobby Hurley came here, he brought instant credibility to um, the the program that he was the head coach of. Now, in his first season, <clears throat> Bobby Hurley went in 13-14. Bobby Hurley took this team to nine, a 19-10 and 10 record, including a 13-5 and 5 Mid-American Conference record, which is not too bad in his first season ever as the UB Bulls head coach. Now, in his second season, this was a big one, in his second season... With the Bulls in 14-15, he got them to a 23-10 record and a 12-6 record in the Mid-American Conference. They went ahead and they won the conference championship under Bobby Hurley, their first ever conference championship. And with that, in the NCAA comes an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. And that was the the Bulls' first ever bid into the NCAA tournament. Of course, they did go ahead and they went on to lose that game. Um, But they did play a very good game uh, in their first ever... They had a good showing in their first ever game uh, in the NCAA tournament. Now, after that happened, Bobby Hurley was a big name on uh, a lot of coaching radars for some bigger-time jobs. Um, They did try to... 
give Bobby Hurley more money for him to stay here. Uh, I believe it was somewhere in the 550000 range um, in, a, in an attempt to keep Bobby Hurley in Buffalo. Uh, he did, however, accept a coaching job at Arizona State with the Sun Devils, and a lot of his uh, players that committed uh, went elsewhere. Um, when Bobby Hurley left, uh, assistant coach Nate Oates actually was promoted to head coach. As you all know, Nate Oates has taken this team to even newer heights, you know, higher heights than Bobby Hurley was able to do. And Nate Oates has really made a name for himself in college basketball as one of the great young coaches right now. A little bit of history about Nate Oates. He was an assistant coach at Wisconsin Whitewater from 2000 to 2002. And yes, if you've listened to uh, this podcast before, you know that Lance Leipold was a six-time Division III national champion at Wisconsin Whitewater in their football program. So thank you, Wisconsin Whitewater, for turning out two pretty awesome coaches. After 2002, he was the head coach at Romulus High School, amassing a record uh, from 2002 to 2013. Uh, of 222 wins and 52 losses, a winning percentage of a .81. Now, he came to Buffalo in 2013 as an assistant uh, at UB under Bobby Hurley. And then in 2015, he was promoted to head coach. In the 2015-2016 season, I don't think anybody including Nate, really believed that the team would be able to repeat as uh, conference champions. Um, but Nate Oates, again, like I said, is a very good coach, was able to get the Bulls to a 20-15 and 15 record uh, and an 8-10 and 10 record in the Mid-American Conference. Uh, they, and like I said, they did go on and win the conference championship, their second conference championship in school history and second in a row, giving them their second NCAA tournament appearance, thus giving the Bulls uh, a little bit more credibility. It wasn't just a fluke uh, that, that, that they, you know, made it once and they were going to, you know, be another, you know, 15, 20 years before they made it again. Um, the fall, you know, they had a good, a, a decent game again against a very good opponent in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, again, we're not able <clears throat> to get their first win. <clears throat> the 2016-2017 season posed a little bit more of a challenge. Um, the team did not perform as well as it did the previous year. They were 17-14, and 14, uh, and they did not. They lost in the second round of the Mid-American Conference Tournament in Cleveland, um, so they had a little bit of work to do. They went out and they got, uh, you know, some, some really good players, uh, and Jeremy Harris, uh, a four-star recruit out of JUCO, uh, junior college to come into Buffalo and play for him and the Bulls. And also a, a kid he used to coach in West Clark, 
to transfer over from Missouri. Uh, he had to sit out uh, part of the next season, um, but was able to come in, I believe, seven or eight games into the season, something along those lines. Last season, the Bulls uh, had a fantastic year, put a lot of people on notice in Western New York that the Bulls were were here to stay. Uh, he took them to a 27-9 and overall record. They had a 14-1 and record at home and a 8 and 5 record on the road. Obviously if you're doing the math, you know that that does not come out to 27 and 9. The 27 and 9 record does include games that they did not play at home or away but at a neutral site. 2017-18 included their first or their third NCAA tournament appearance where they were a 12 seed up against a four seed in Arizona. Uh, not a whole lot of people gave the uh, the Bulls a chance to win that game. However, um, Coach Oates believed that they had the better team, they had the better guard play, that they could take future number one overall pick, uh, DeAndre Ayton, out of the game, which I think that they did a fantastic job of. And they ended up not just beating Arizona, but stomping on Arizona and beating them 89-68 to for their first ever NCAA win, um, which was huge for the program. There were tons of stories on the Bulls. They were everybody's Cinderella team. However, they ran into uh, a buzzsaw and an incredibly, incredibly athletic team in Kentucky who then went on to beat the Bulls in the next round. <clears throat> Excuse me. This year, this year the Bulls are having an incredible, incredible year so far, um, including a couple of very, very, very monster wins, uh, including on the road. They did beat uh, Syracuse, on the road, in the Carrier Dome. Um, having gone to that game, I uh, it, what an atmosphere is all I can say. What an atmosphere. And the the Bulls fans, I, you know, I thought myself and, and the person that I went with, uh, we were going to be, you know, maybe one of a hundred or, or so, you know, loyal fans that were going to go down and check them out. But got... But I, I was wrong, okay? I was wrong because when we got there, I cannot tell you that there were, there were probably about, uh, <clears throat> there were probably about 1,000 to 2,000 Bulls fans there, enough to really hear it when they, they cheered, when the Bulls would go ahead and score. Uh, like I said, right now the Bulls are uh, nine and they're nineteen and three overall as we speak right now. Of course, uh, the season continues. They have another game um, as I record this. They have another game tomorrow, uh, uh, two nine uh, February 9th, 
uh, in the afternoon, I believe, um, at home, and they have a 19 or 20 game win streak that they're trying to protect. Another big game that they had was against uh, West Virginia, uh, a West Virginia team that did beat them in the NCAA tournament. Um, a monster win. Uh, West Virginia was ranked. The Bulls were, <clears throat> at the time, The West Virginia was ranked, and the Bulls were on the road. They hadn't beaten a team of this caliber. Um, and here's a little bit about what C.J. Massenberg had to say about beating ranked West Virginia. Honestly, right now, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit focused on the season um, and just, like, taking it game by game. But I feel like later on down the line, I'm going to look back at that game and, like, be like, wow, I really did that. Like, man, that was amazing. <laughs> That's exactly what every yeah. Bulls fan has been saying for yeah, the last yeah. two weeks. What You know, you're in the middle. What he was referring to is he dropped 43 points uh and had 14 rebounds against West Virginia. He played absolutely lights out uh, in that game. He hit an absolutely clutch three-pointer, a deep three-pointer in that game uh, to send, uh, with about 14 seconds left, to send the game into overtime. And in overtime, the Bulls just absolutely dominated West Virginia. Uh, they did end up winning 99 to 94. Uh, the the score sounds a little bit closer than overtime was. It was it was pretty much all UB Bulls in that game. Um, and here last year they came close in a lot of games. Uh, they played well against Texas A and M, and they and they played well against Syracuse last year. Um, and here's kind of what. <clears throat> Massenberg had to say about last year to this year. We got down a little bit, or even when we made our run to get back up, uh, coach called a timeout, and then I, I went and talked to Nick Perkins, and I told him, like, uh, we got to think about last year. Last year, we came close to winning at Texas A&M. We came close to winning at Syracuse, but we lost. And then the locker room afterwards, we're saying, like, oh, yeah, we played good. Uh basically a moral victory not an actual victory so i told nick perkins i said i'm tired of these moral victories from last year we got to go out and take what's ours and then after that i said we got to do every little thing that it takes to win this game man and then it happened for us that's that's outstanding uh so that that goes pretty much the mindset of this year uh the bulls are going in saying you know forget this moral victory stuff we want to win we want to be uh, the team to beat. We like the pressure. We want it on us. So here you go. And this year is a, a historic year for the Bulls. They became ranked nationally in the top 25 of the AP poll for the first time in school history. Climbing all the way up to number 14 at one point in the national polls. Uh, the Bulls are now ranked number 23 in the nation after a couple of pretty tough losses uh, in the Mid-American Conference, which is 
starting to get some of the, you know, starting to get some more looks to being a little bit better conference than uh, it was last year and a couple of years prior. Um, and the Bulls also did set a record for the most weeks consecutively ranked in the in the top 25 nationally uh, for a Mid-American Conference team. And the, the streak is still alive. It's still going. Provided the Bulls win, I believe right now we're at 13 weeks. Um, I don't see them getting knocked out of the top 25 if they win. If they lose, however, they will be knocked out of the top 25. Um, they are having a, a very, very solid season. Stick around. In the next segment, we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about some of the key players, including who you just listened to, C.J. Massenberg. All right, we're back for segment two, Sports Talk Buffalo, talking about the Buffalo Bulls men's basketball team. I'm going to start out in this segment by apologizing. For cutting off that last segment a little short there. Still trying to work out some of the kinks. Uh, Trying to make this the best podcast I possibly can. Uh, There's going to be some hiccups now and then still. But anyway, let's go ahead and talk about some of the key players for uh, the Bulls basketball team. Now, this guy, uh, as a junior, coming out of junior college, a four-star recruit. The highest recruit UB has ever brought at the time. The highest recruit they had ever brought to Buffalo was Jeremy Harris, the six foot seven hundred and eighty-five pound uh, shooting guard slash power forward. Uh, now he he shot lights out. He was a tremendous help last year. Struggled at the beginning of the year, really found his game at the end of the year. Thought he played unbelievable as a junior. Now, I'm going to go over some of his senior stats. Uh, and he is he is struggling a little bit this year. Hopefully, he picks it back up. Uh, there's talks about him being a legitimate NBA prospect. Um, just because he is, of his size, his quickness, um, and his shot. His senior stats, some of them here, his shooting percentage is about 40%.403. That is way down from last year. Last year, his shooting percentage was .471. His free throws, .717, or 71%, down from last year at .8, or 787%. 0.787 percent. Pardon me. Um, again, a statistic that, for one reason or another, has dropped off. Uh, a big thing for for Harris was the three ball, and in this year, as a senior, he's shooting 0.291 percent, or 0.291 or 29 percent. And last year, this is staggering. He shot. or 41, almost 42% from behind the three-point line. A pretty significant drop-off. 
but he is still averaging uh, just a shade under uh, 14 points per game at 13.9. Last year, he did average 15.5 per game. Now, another guy that we can uh, we can talk about is Nick Perkins. Nick Perkins was just a two-star recruit. Did get quite a few offers, uh, most of them in the Mid-American Conference. He got a you know seven D1 offers, uh, including Kent State, Northern Illinois, Toledo. He did choose to come to Buffalo, and I would like to say thank goodness that he did. Nick Perkins, six foot eight, two hundred and fifty pounds. He is an absolute monster. They cannot handle this kid inside. He can bring the ball outside and shoot. Um, he's got a decent three ball, and I tell you, from junior year to senior year, his shot, while still flat, um, not a lot of arc on it, uh, has gotten better um, from junior year to senior year. Now, his shooting stats, his senior, his stats, his senior year, his sh- uh, shooting percentage is a point four six. He's shooting the three ball at a .357%, which is uh, very, very respectable from a big man. Uh, His free throw percentage is down from last year. Uh, He's at at a .619, and last year he was at a .733. He is snatching uh, offensive rebounds. He averages over two offensive rebounds a game. Does average over five and a half defensive rebounds a game. Uh, does get, on average, a block per game. And points-wise, he is uh, averaging 13.7 points per game, which is, again, down from last year, where he averaged 16.2. Um, Nick Perkins still having an absolutely... Tremendous year. This kid is a two-time sixth man of the year. Um, Though he plays starter minutes, he does not start games. He prefers to come in off the bench. Says he feels more comfortable that way. And if it's going to make him play better, why not start the game out uh, two, three minutes with somebody else? Uh, Your first chance you get, you stick Nick Perkins in there. And then he can go ahead and do his thing and dominate. Uh, And of course, uh, the big gun, we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about C.J. Massenburg. He is 6'3", 194 pounds. Now all of the the statistics, stats, height, weight, all that is coming from sportsreference.com. A very good site for a lot of different sports, basketball, football, hockey. Um, they do a lot of very good in-depth, further in-depth uh, in terms of statistics and, and things of that nature. Massenburg having a great year. He is fourth currently, as I record this podcast, in the Mid-American Conference in scoring. Uh, fourth in points per game in the, mid- in the, in the MAC in scoring. Uh, his senior stats, his shooting percentage is a .481. His three-point percentage, he's shooting at a .42 or 42%. His free throws, a .768, almost a 77%. Uh, 
Uh, and for a, a smaller guy, a shooting guard, C.J. Massenburg is not afraid to go in amongst the big uh, amongst the big boys and rip down those boards. He averages almost uh, two and a half offensive rebounds per game, which is huge. It gives the Bulls more possessions, more chances to score. He also does average um, a little over four defensive rebounds a game. Again, big time. That is big, 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 big time for a guy of his size. And his points per game, he is averaging 18.4 points per game. Uh, C.J. Massenburg is a monster reason why the the Bulls are having uh, the season that they're having. He has kind of taken this team on his back. He's hit a lot of really big, tough shots. Um, almost brought the Bulls back <clears throat> in a couple of those losses. Uh you know, you know, basically almost single-handedly, <clears throat> defense kind of broke down on him a little bit, and that's why they lost two of those games. Obviously, uh, the loss to Marquette, um, their big gun, uh, whose name has just slipped my mind, dropped 45 on the Bulls. <clears throat> that kid was on fire. He just couldn't be stopped uh, at all. Uh, everything he shot went in. That was a tough loss on the road to Marquette. Um, the Bulls would have been a legitimate top 10 team had they beat Marquette at Marquette. But I digress. Uh, still having a fantastic season. Uh, some other players playing key roles <clears throat> for the Bulls. Uh, Dante Carruthers, normally known for his um, <clears throat> defense. Uh, this year has been... been Providing a pretty big offensive spark for the Bulls. <clears throat> one of their guards, six foot one. Uh, some stats on him: he's shooting uh, at a .812 uh, free throw percentage, <clears throat> up drastically from .576 his, his junior year. He averages uh, a little over two rebounds per uh, defensive rebounds per game, <clears throat> and his points per game has gone up. Um, from 6.7 points per game, roughly, uh, his junior year to 9.2 his senior year. This is a guy who is very unselfish. Uh, he came in as a, a very good scorer uh, into, Buff, uh, into Buffalo, uh, was asked to play more defense. So he really honed in his game playing defense, uh, one the defensive player of the year in the MAC, I believe it was last year. Um, another fantastic player for uh, Buffalo is Devontae Jordan, the junior point guard. Uh, while not a very big offensive threat, I'll tell you what, this kid is all heart. He goes um, balls to the walls, basically. Uh, from start to finish, and when he's not out there, you can really tell that the defense struggles. He is a defensive dynamo. He goes up against the other team's uh, best guards, along with Dante Carruthers, and he shuts them down. These guys are, are a major reason why the Bulls um, defensively are as good as they are. Now, 
at the end of this year, Buffalo is going to lose five seniors. The seniors include <clears throat> C.J. Massenburg, big loss. Jeremy Harris, big loss. Nick Perkins, big loss. Dante Carruthers, big loss. And Montel McCray, who is playing, having a very solid season himself, is the starting center uh, for the Bulls, comes in to uh, give Nick Perkins a break, and uh, he is the one who is normally replaced when Nick Perkins comes in off the bench. He has had a solid season himself shooting the ball, especially for a big man, six foot ten. He had uh, really shot the three ball well this year, <clears throat> and a couple, and you know, a big game that that helped uh, Buffalo win a game when some of their better scorers were struggling. <clears throat> but even with those guys leaving, uh, the Bulls have a couple of uh, three. Um, Juco players coming in, uh, I believe three of them in the top 50, if I remember correctly, or three of them in the, I think it was three of them in the top 50 or three in the top 25, something to that effect. Uh, Junior college players in the country ranked are going to be coming into Buffalo to play. Uh, Nate Oates is really, uh, going after those those JUCO players to try to give some of his big-time recruits a little bit more time <clears throat> to get acclimated um, so that they can kind of step right in and play at a very high level to kind of keep the ball rolling here in Buffalo. Now, Nate Oates has done an absolutely masterful job in recruiting. Uh, he's gotten the... Uh, a guy in Ronaldo Segu, a point guard. He is a high three-star point guard at a .8845 uh, rating. Uh, three-star recruit. Again, these statistics or these ratings are coming from uh, 24/7 Sports. Fantastic website. Again, um, he is the third highest ever, ever recruit brought into uh, the University at Buffalo. And as the season's gone on, he has played a lot better. You're watching his confidence grow. He's driving to the hoop more. He's dishing more. He's hitting his open shots. Um, He's going to be a dangerous kid, provided he stays at Buffalo with us and Nate Oates. Uh, As I mentioned before, Jeremy Harris, he was the second high. He is now the second highest ever uh, brought into Buffalo, second highest recruit ever brought into Buffalo. He was a four-star recruit coming out of JUCO, a .92. These are all out of a hundred, mind you. A very, very good uh, four-star recruit, and uh, another big, big-time recruit. The highest recruit the Bulls have ever had come through their doors. Um, is Jonathan Williams. Jonathan Williams is uh, an absolute stud, uh, four-star recruit, a .9368 overall. Again, the Bulls are setting themselves up to not only win right now, but to hopefully keep winning uh, in the future. Obviously, um, the elephant in the room that everyone... uh, likes to talk about is 
Nate Oates. Sorry about that. Will he go? Will he stay? Um, he has said that he likes it in Buffalo, that his family really likes it in Buffalo, and that he wants to build this program up. Uh, after a year like they're having now, I know he just he just got more money and he has an incentive-laden contract that I believe, if I did the math right, can pay him up to over a million dollars in certain uh if he hits certain incentive bonuses but uh if Mark Allnut the athletic director uh, and the university really want to start being a powerhouse in terms of uh sports the big sports in college which is basketball and football they're going to have to give money to these head coaches to stay here lock them up i know last year Nate Oates just signed a five-year contract extension, if I'm not mistaken, uh, worth about $600,000 a year, uh, which made him, up until Lance Leipold signed his contract, the highest-paid state employee. Obviously, uh, UB is a state university. But um, if, like I said, if they want to keep Nate Oates around, they're going to have to pay. I think, I really believe they're going to have to pay him um, a little bit more money. Um, I, I, th- I really believe they, they might have to make him the highest paid coach in the Mac to try to get him to stay. Um, that's my take on that. I, I really, really hope NATO stays, um, because it, it has been very fun these last few years following, um, the Bulls basketball team. Same thing with Lance Leipold. I know he just signed a contract extension. I really hope he stays, that he wants to build this thing up, much like Nate Oates. Um, it has been very fun watching guys go, uh, whether they go to the NBA from the basketball team or they go uh, overseas and play. Wes Clark just went overseas and playing professional overseas. Um, things like that, or or you be producing some um, very good talent in football also getting drafted. Um, Just another sports avenue for Western New York. Fun to watch. Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and say it again. If you like what you're hearing, tell your friends, tell your family, tell whoever you know that likes sports talk radio, go ahead to give this podcast a listen. Uh, I'm doing my best to make sure that these podcasts come out weekly uh, weekly or at, uh, weekly or semi-weekly, um, so that I can get you the news and things that are going on with Buffalo sports, uh, and try to be as up-to-date as possible. Again, if you want to follow me on Twitter, Sports Talk Buffalo 716, you can find out all the news and things of that nature that are coming with this podcast. Again, tell your friends, tell your family, Sports Talk Buffalo, all the major podcasting uh, sites, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, and Anchor are the biggest ones. If you like this content, also give us a rating and uh, let us know. Uh, You can go ahead and even send us an email. Sports Talk Buffalo at yahoo.com. Leave us a message. Let us know what you think. 
what we can improve on, what we, uh, uh, things that you might want to talk about, you want me to talk about, show ideas, things of that nature, by all means, uh, I'm open to suggestions. That's going to do it for this episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. So, if you enjoyed it, again, leave us a uh, uh, a rating, sorry. Um, and until the next episode, you guys have a good one.